Join us on August 6th for Family Sunday. It's a family-friendly service with guest speaker Eric Camp. Child care is provided for kids three and under. There will be prayer for all students heading back to school at the end of service. And then Aqua Grande will follow the 10 a.m. service on the East Lawn with water games, obstacles, and competitions. Free food will be available for lunch. Funnel cakes, water, and pop will be available for purchase as well. Flyers and sign-up sheets are at the Nerve Center. Well, welcome to church. How are you guys doing tonight? Good? All right, turn to your neighbor, give them a high five, tell them you're glad to see them here. Live streamers, thank you for joining us. Drop a comment below and let us know that you're watching. Um, if you are a first-time guest, there's a little card on the back of the pew. If you would fill that out and bring it out there to the big counter in the Welcome Center, we would love to meet you and get to know you tonight. And we just want to say that we're so glad that you're here with us. So the first thing I have is we have a marriage class uh, every second Sunday of the month, and that is coming up this Sunday. So if you're interested, that'll be at 9 a.m. up in the loft, up these stairs over here. So if you have questions about that, you can head on out to the Welcome Center. And the next thing I have is we are doing a tissue drive to bless our community and maybe another community around us. So I encourage you, bring in your tissues. You can drop them off here out in front of these doors. You see a big pile of them. It's awesome. It's so exciting how many tissues we have already. People are actually even just shipping them straight here from Amazon. You don't even have to go to the store. So we would love to make a difference in our communities. Amen. And this is just a little way that we can do that, and it will be a blessing to them. And every time they go to get those tissues, they're going to remember, only believe church gave us these tissues, right? All right, get on your feet tonight. And go ahead and turn to your neighbor and say, God is going to move in this place tonight. Oh! 
Jesus. The grave behind me, shake the dust off, run to Jesus. Grave behind me, shake the dust off, run to Jesus. Grave behind me, shake the dust off, run to Jesus. Your glory, God, is what our hearts 
Lord, in this house tonight. You are welcome here. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you in your presence here tonight. Father, that it would move in and amongst every small group. God, and amongst Pastor Randy's message tonight, God, as he delivers yet again on the identity of the believer. Father, as he touches on integrity and honesty tonight. Father, let it resonate in our hearts, God. Bring forth change that only the Holy Spirit can bring in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for your work tonight. You know, I'm reminded that you and I don't have to fix everything. Someone say amen. You know what? God's grace, the ability for him to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. If all of us could just read a book and change, wouldn't life be easy? But we don't. It's the Holy Spirit that begins the transformation of the human spirit and turns it into something beautiful. Amen. It's his work. It's by his mighty hand. It's giving time and only believe. And I just want to remind you tonight that giving is much more than just about our money. And I say that because there's three points that I was looking at when I read the scripture today. And it says, number one, we're told to give. In fact, we're told even how much to give. Bring the tithe, which means a tenth, into the storehouse of God, which is the church. So the very first thing that God needs when we're talking about giving is obedience. Obedience. It's how you and I put God first in our lives in the area of our finance. Number two, we give because it protects our heart from greed and idol worship. Greed and idol worship. See, God knew that money would fight for the very heart of man. So he put this in the scripture, not because he needs our 10%. Let me just say that God owns a cattle on a thousand hill plus more. He doesn't need our money, but he doesn't need money having the believer's heart. So that we then go after the worldly things that money can buy or set it as an idol and begin to worship what it can do in our lives. And then when we don't have it, we're miserable. And we spend our entire life chasing it. What's the difference? Money still has our heart, right? Anything that we depend on other than him is an idol in our life. Anything that we put first instead of him is an idol. And last but not least, we do it because it makes us Christ-like. Jesus himself went in to pay his tithe. We need giving because it changes our hearts. According to Acts 20, 35, Paul recites Christ's words, it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. So tonight, as we give, let's remember that this isn't something that God's asking to do because he wants our money. He's after our obedience. He's after our heart in the area of greed and idol worship. And number three, he wants us to become like him. Heavenly Father, we just come before you today. Father, and as we give our tithe, as we give our offering today, Father, maybe above and beyond what our tithe is for something extra. Father, we believe that what you say in your word is true. 
Father, we live according to these scriptures. We choose to obey with our tithe because we know that when we mix faith with it, your word says that it will not return void to us. And when we bring the tithe into the storehouse, that you will open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon us that we cannot contain. Not that we would build up treasure on this earth that's just gonna rust away, but God, that we would give it and do what you would have us do with it and be generous in all occasions that we might bring glory to your name, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Bring your tithes and offerings and you're dismissed to your small groups. Pastor Rick back in the hizzy, all the way from Africa, and I saw Eric Smith in the office also, so thankful to see him. Man, he hadn't been here in like a month or two, been vacationed, back to the office, vacation, Africa. I thought I was getting ready to put a uh, vacant sign on your door. <laughs> now, well, Pastor Nicole said something interesting there during the offering. She said, anything that you depend on other than God... And I, I look back at Sam and Chuck, I said, well, I depend on her, Nicole, what am I supposed to do with her now? <laughs> what am I supposed to do with her now? And uh, Chuck said, there's marriage uh, classes upstairs you can go to. I said, oh, okay, it's, it's fine, I do that. Praise God. Woohoo! Is anybody tired in here? Raise your hand if you're tired tonight. You tired? Okay, we got one, two, three, four, five. Okay, all right. I don't know why I feel tired. I don't know why I'm tired. I never feel tired, so, but it rained really hard in my house. Maybe that's what did it, rain. You ever feel tired when it rains? Man, I mean, it didn't rain. It po-wo-word down. Yes, about 4.30, 5 o'clock. I mean, it po-wo-word. It was bad, but I guess we needed it. All right. I feel like I have a small group here, but you're all scattered everywhere. It's, it's small but mighty. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Good deal. Yeah, that's true. All right, well, tonight we're going we're gonna to keep on moving on identity. Uh, I hope you've been learning something uh, through identity these last few weeks. I mean, that's what it's all about is just to learn and grow, build faith in who we are in Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. So tonight I, I wanted to take a, a little different turn, and of course, uh, Pastor Nicole blew it for me. We're going to talk on integrity <laughs> and uh I wasn't going to give that out until at the, you know, in the middle, but because I have a couple questions for you, and I want you just to sit and ponder these questions for a second. I'm going to give you the questions, and I really want you to think about them um, for yourself. <coughs> so the first question <coughs> I have for you is, <coughs> how, 
How many versions of you are there? Think about how I said that. How many versions of you are there? (laughs) What kind of person are you when you're with your friends versus when you're driving your car down the highway? (coughs) In other words, do you have road rage? Are you a rager? When you're on the when you're on the highway, <laughs> okay. Next question. I don't want any ra- anyone to raise their hands on these. Okay. <laughs> uh, are you a different person when you're with your grandparents versus your parents? Are you a different person with work friends versus church friends? When you're around Christians, do you talk Christianese? And when you're around your work friends, do you talk workinese? I know that's not a word. I like that. I've made that up. I'm starting my own vocabulary now, like Pastor Dosak. <laughs> In other words, based on your circumstances, do you change the way you present yourself? Just think about that. How do I act? <clears throat> and uh, I'm going to say this because um, I try to also be very transparent when, when I'm teaching and uh, give you some examples of myself. And, you know, it, it's not that I'm proud of this or not proud of it and why it happens. Remember, I, I've been stating in the past weeks and months that you know, we're in a fight. We, we live in the flesh and we live in the spirit. We have a foot in the, in the spirit. We have a foot in the, in the flesh. All right? Foot in the world and, and foot in heaven. And so we're constantly fighting like the Bible says, spirit, flesh, spirit, flesh. And I, I think I told you all a couple Sundays ago that the, we will always go toward the flesh. We, we, we'll, we'll never automatically want to go toward the spirit you know it's just how it is with us and as christian as i am and even though i do know who i am in christ sometimes i'll get in my closet and i'll go to grab a shirt okay and it's let's just say it's a christian shirt it says jesus rocks the world i don't know whatever and I know that I'm going somewhere that's not a Christian place, I'll take a double. I'll, I'll reach for it, and then I'll go, ooh, do I want to wear that to Menards? Where everybody can see me with my Christian shirt on? And You know, that is so messed up that I would think like that, that my brain would think like that. When I know who Jesus is, I know what he's done for me. I know what he's brought me through. I've seen the miracles and wonders that he's done through my life, through my family's life. I'm here because of him, and I still take a double of to wear something that represents him to go out in public? Shame on me. Shame on my flesh. And I will put that on, and and I'll, I'll roll with it. And I don't care what people look at me when they're going, you know, wherever. They read your shirts. People read your shirts. That's why they sell so well. They see what you're wearing. 
But again, we're constantly fighting. And I am not and don't want to be two, three, four different type of people. I want to be me everywhere I go. And so that's why I ask how many versions of you are there in situations that you're in. Based on your circumstances, do you change the way you present yourself? Good questions. Very good questions. Integrity should be a part of your identity in Christ. It's just another part of your identity of who you are. Supposed to be. Integrity means something that is whole and complete. It's whole and complete. That means if you're a person with integrity, then there is only one version of you at all times. That's all there should be. One version of John everywhere he goes, no matter where he goes, no matter what he does. Whether it's to a party, whether it's to church, whether it's to work, whether it's on vacation, wherever he goes, there should only be one John. That's it. That's it. There is no fake it till you make it stuff. And you should have strong moral principles whether you're with someone or whether you're alone. Hmm? Again, I fight that too. I'm home alone. The kids are gone. Nicole leaves, goes with somebody, and I'm like, hallelujah. I get to do what I want to do. <laughs> and of course, I'm a movie guy. I like to watch movies. And there really isn't a lot of movies you can watch out there until I got the Holy Grail called VidAngel. Who has VidAngel in here? If you do not have VidAngel in here, it's next to having this. You need to get VidAngel. It's like $7 a month, and you edit your own movies from beginning to end. You can take out anything you want. Anything. It is amazing. And so I can watch pretty much any movie that I want to, depending on how bad it is, how small the movie is going to be. <laughs> Depending on what I take out. But it is amazing. But even when I'm alone and I know who I am and God is everywhere and he's watching everything, sometimes when I'm going through profanity and deciding to hit all, I'm like, ah, the D word, I can live. No, I can't live with that. No, click all of it. And even when it comes to like, uh, let's see, it'll say like uh, sexual statements or whatever. Well, I can deal with sexual statements, whatever. I'm like, no, I got to hit no. I got to hit no on everything. But again, you question yourself, even when you're alone, even when you know you're godly, even when you know you're a man of God, even though when you know you're a Christian, it's still choices to be the same type of person every single day. <clears throat> Am I the only one that deals with this? Okay, all right. Reputation is what you are or what you try to be in public, but integrity is what you are when you're alone. <clears throat> now, I'm going to say this. Nobody's perfect. We all sin from time to time. I don't believe that we sin every day. I do not sin every day. As a matter of fact, you shouldn't sin every day, especially if you have God inside of you and he is chastening you and he is helping you. 
It's, you should sin less and less and less and less as a born-again believer. You should be able to overcome temptations better and better and better and better. You know, the things that, that held me down 10 years ago, I can laugh at today and go, yeah, right. What? You're so stupid, devil. No way. That weapon, you better get rid of that weapon. I'll never fall for that again. That should be your life as a Christian. <clears throat> so nobody's perfect, and I don't want anybody to feel condemned in any way. I am not trying to condemn anybody in any way by talking about this subject of integrity tonight. Because, as you just heard twice, I have some glass rooms in my house that are still there. So even though I'm saying these things and what integrity really is and what it should be, I'm not saying that I'm up here and I've got it together and you better step up. No, I mean, this thing's almost like a glass pulpit anyway. So I have glass rooms. I'm dealing with things just like you. So don't feel condemned in any way because what I, I want to make sure that you're learning, you're growing. I'm growing in these areas. So having integrity doesn't mean you're sinless or perfect. But if conviction does fall on you tonight, I hope it does, don't run away, but say hallelujah and embrace it. Embrace conviction. Because exactly what conviction is, it's the Holy Spirit continuing to purge you and sanctify you into becoming who you're supposed to be in Christ. So stay teachable, stay pliable, and if it hits you, hallelujah, let it come. And if conviction falls, let it happen. Because it's just God trying to take us to another level in Christ. And that's what we're all trying to be, is go to another level in Christ until he comes. All right. Praise the Lord. Okay, here we go. People that are honest and integral apologize when they're wrong. And if you have, and if you have a fight or an argument with your spouse, because we do, we all have fights, we all have arguments. Again, we're still two separate people in the same house with two different identities, two different ideas on how to run some stuff and do things. But if you have a fight or an argument with your spouse, an integral person refuses to be vicious. <clears throat> you can try to argue your point without slandering or bashing. Because you know what your weaknesses are. You know what her or his weaknesses are. You've been with them for years. You know trigger points in your spouses and you know how to hit them. I've talked to so many people. Well, why did she do that to you? Just to pee me off is what I hear. I'm like, wow. Nicole doesn't do that to me, thank God. And I don't do, try to do that to her. But a person with integrity doesn't try to be vicious or malice when you're having arguments with your spouse. Okay? Wow, I can hear the crickets outside. <laughs> I hope you're just listening. All right? Praise God. Woo! If you overcorrect your children, I've done it. I've done it. Or go too far because you lose your temper. Or you cuss and carry on and act crazy. A father or mother or guardian of that child 
that has integrity will repent to your children and say, I'm sorry, and mean it. And it's not, I'm sorry because that was stupid or, or whatever. No, from the heart, I'm sorry. And when we apologize and we repent to God, to each other, to people, that means we try not to do it again. That's true repentance. We try not to do it again. I remember Quentin mouthed off at mom. I already had a bad day. And yeah, I went way overboard. I grabbed him by his throat, slammed him on the ground off of a chair, and went on top of him and said, boy, you ever talk to your mother like that again, I'll treat you like a man. Yeah, you know, and, and Nicole was like, oh, Randy! And I'm like, uh-uh. You know, so we're human. You know, but you're not going to talk to your mother like that. You're going to have respect. I don't care how big you get. You think you're a man? I'll go get a baseball bat if I can't handle you anymore. You know, I'm not going to do it. My kids are always going to honor their mother, and myself. So we have to be honest with each other. We have to say, I'm sorry. And if you're, in, if, you have, if you're a man or woman of integrity, a father or mother of integrity, then you will say you're sorry if you do those things. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Are you still with me? <laughs> okay. Whew. All right. People that are honest and integral apologize when they do wrong. And another example of a person with integrity would be giving someone the benefit of the doubt before rushing to judgment. How many times do we do that? Well, they didn't show up because, or whatever the situation. We always prejudge people, you know? But a person of integrity will try not to do that. We'll try not to prejudge a person we got to give people a benefit of the doubt and not neg negatively filling in the blanks with why we think this or this or that. That's crazy, and we do it. But integral people try not to do those things. <clears throat> Psychologists even say that people with integrity volunteer. I thought that was pretty interesting when I read that. People of integrity, volunteer. That's awesome. And if you're a person in charge or you have people and power over other people and you apologize to a person that doesn't have as much power as you when you do something wrong, you are showing integrity. You're showing integrity. Because there's a lot of people that are high and mighty, so they think, and you're just an underling and they don't care what they do. They don't care what they say because phew, you're not on their level. Well, that's a person without integrity. But if you can be way up here and apologize to somebody that's under you, that's integrity. Amen? Hallelujah. Okay. Now, we're not born with integrity. It's something that is cultivated over, I guess, a period of time. Usually, we see it in somebody else. That's how we get integrity, or we're taught it. So we see it, or we're taught it. We're not born with it, just like we're not born with the fruit of the Spirit. All right? We see it, or we're taught it. And that's how it comes. And the same goes for honesty. 
The difference between honesty and integrity is that integrity is, is a consistent type of behavior and honesty is just being truthful about something. That's it. Personally, if you're a person of integrity, you're going to be honest as well. It's just going to come second nature to you. But I do know people that are honest and have been honest and have no integrity. There's people like that out there. So if we're able to live an integral lifestyle, we need an anchor for our identity. And our anchor and the example, of course, is not our former president, Donald Trump. It's not Joe Biden. It's Jesus Christ. He's our example of pure integrity and honesty. Can I get an amen? Absolutely. It's Jesus all the way. In 2 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles, you can turn there, chapter 6, verse 16 through 18. It says, For we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will live with them and walk among them. I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Be separate from what? The world. Touch no unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father to you and daughters, said the Lord Almighty. So God views us as being part of his temple. We are the place where he has chosen to dwell. We are holy in his eyes and separate from the world. And we are sons and daughters of God. And these, again, are parts of our identity in him. All right? And there are so many other uh, things that God says about us, including that we belong to him, that we are the salt and the light in this earth, that we are called the chosen, we are friends and siblings of Jesus, and we are greatly loved and highly valued by both the Father and the Son. And again, these are key parts to your and I's identity in Christ. And we have to know these things. So integrity is self-motivated. Nobody can tell you how to be integral. They can tell you, but they can't do it for you. Just like nobody can make you sin. (laughs) The devil made me do it. Nah, he did not. Stop. No. Nobody can make you brush your teeth. You've got to brush them on your own. Right? So, so <laughs> integrity is also self-motivating as well. And we base our integrity off, the, off the, uh, God's value system of, of kind of what, we, what we've read there in, first, in 2 Corinthians and everything, he else, and everything else that he says about you and I. It's, it's his value system. This is where we get how to be integral and, and, and how to use integrity in our everyday life. It's God's value system. We are a temple, and we come out from among them, and we do what he says to do, and we follow what he says. So here's just a few examples of what integrity is not. I don't know if you guys watch the news. I haven't watched the news in several weeks, but um, hello, it's getting worse, isn't it, out there? Isn't it? Nobody cares about anybody. Nobody does anything for anybody. Uh, I see poor old women opening their own doors anymore. You know, uh, man, people hitting old people, knocking them out, stealing from them, all kinds of stuff. I mean, there is no integrity. 
out here anymore. It's ridiculous. So here's some examples that I thought of that I thought this would be good to talk about. People with no integrity only do the right things when people are watching. (laughs) If their words don't match up with their actions, people, they're short on integrity. And that's why being alone also lets you know if you're integral or not. Another one is people with no integrity say that if it's legal, it's ethical. Unbelievable. Well, here's the deal, guys. Killing babies in the womb might be legal in some places, but it's definitely a sin. It's definitely murder. It's definitely unethical, and it's definitely immoral. That's what it is. That's what it is. So just because it's legal doesn't make it right. I mean, you go to Colorado, and I, I teach out in Colorado, and, man, there's these places, man, you can get, you can get marijuana anywhere you want. I mean, there's, they're in brownies. They're in cupcakes. I mean, it's like, wow, that looks pretty doggone good. But that's just the devil enticing, you know, making it look better than it really is. It's in a brownie. It's in a cupcake with icing. You know, it's crazy. Just because it's legal, it doesn't mean that it's right. People who lie or little white lies, whatever those are, I don't even know what those are, break promises, use bribery, make decisions based on greed, cheat, they really haven't broken any laws. But they have no integrity. Right? That's right. Yeah. And the bad part is this. If we lie to Congress, we're going to prison. But if Congress lies to us, it's politics. What? You got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. So there is very little integrity in Washington and in any of our leaders. Very little these days. And I have a feeling it's only going to get worse. It's not going to get any better. If you're willing to cheat a little the first time then and get away with it, you're going to cheat a little more the next time. And if you cheat a little more the next time, then the third time you're going to cheat even more. It's just who we are as people. And I thought that C.S. Lewis had a great statement right here. He said, the safest road to hell is the gradual one. Wow, jeez. That'll preach, man. The safest road to hell is the gradual one, where you don't even know because it's just so slight, and you just keep on going. That's powerful. Very good. People with no integrity think that their actions or behavior hurt no one else. And everyone is out for numo uno number one these days. And I think we all know that anything we do has the potential to hurt somebody else. I I don't know who, who believes that and who says that. But anything I do will affect my family, number one, will affect me, will affect my family, number one. And it it's just like hitting water. Boom, that ricochet goes everywhere. And the same with you. Anything we do has the potential to affect anyone and everyone. 
So that statement is absolutely not true. But these kind of people say things like, well, I know others who do the same thing. Oh, so that just justified it. Great. Okay. So that makes it good with you. Oh, well, I know other people that do worse than that. Oh, really? So I guess my first question to those type of people is, why are you hanging around both those other type of people? <laughs> people that, that do it and people that do worse things than that. Again, they're trying to justify their actions. <clears throat> they have no integrity. People who put the best interests, interests of others above their own have integrity. And they usually don't expect a bunch of praise for the things they do. And again, our example is Jesus when it comes to that one as well. The Bible says in Matthew 20, 28, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Again, right there, our example of integrity is our Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's why we follow who we follow. And that's how we know what integrity is and how to do it, by following Jesus and what he did and how he did it. Proverbs 10.9 says, He who walks in integrity walks securely. That is a really good word. That means that you walk on solid ground. You're confident. You're not looking over your shoulder or having to figure out how to talk or walk with each person you come in contact with because you've been the same to everybody. I haven't been this way to this person and this way to this person. I haven't told this person this, th this thing and I haven't produced something else. I have been consistently the same in how I treat everyone. So I can walk boldly. That's what the Bible says right there. That's right. I can walk securely. Mm-hmm. Amen. Remember, there's only one version of you, and that is the one where Jesus is shining out of you through the fruit of the Spirit. Proverbs 27 says, The righteous man will walk in his integrity. In other words, your actions will speak louder than your words all day long. All day long. And in Proverbs 20.11, if you go on down here, it even says that even a child is known by his deeds. Hmm whether what he does is pure and right. So I, the, old state, the old statement that, uh, and I don't even know how this goes, but um, a child will not listen to you unless you show them that you love them first, then they'll listen to you. Something like that. So your actions speak louder than words. Saying something is great, but let's see how you act accordingly. Are you really that person of integrity, or are you just yapping? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you do something without tooting your own horn? <laughs> that's one of my questions I had. God knows what you did, and that's all that matters. What do you think of people who proclaim their own goodness? <laughs> I think the Bible says somewhere, and I didn't look this up, that's their just reward. You know? They toot their own horn. Well, you know what? Yeah, man, I saw that guy over there, and... Uh, he was homeless, and I put him in a hotel for 10 days. I bought him some new clothes. Yeah, I'm so blessed I can do that for that guy. Yeah, that was your reward right there. Tooting your own horn. God knows about it. Let him reward you. There's so many things I do for people I tell nobody. Nobody, even small little things. And I was just getting ready to tell you one, and I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I'm not, not going to fall for it, devil, sorry. 
but I do it just because I can, and I do, and I don't expect anything in return. I just want to be me and love other people and kids and everything and just, and just be integral everywhere I am. Hallelujah. Amen? All right. Job chapter 8, verse 5 through 7, says that if you would earnestly seek God and make your supplication to the Almighty, if you were pure and upright, surely now he would awake for you and prosper your rightful dwelling place. Though your beginning is small or was small, yet your latter end would increase abundantly. Uh, I was in Menards oh, I don't know, last week, and uh, Nicole gave me a, a honeydew list, and then I had my own, I guess, a, I'm, not, I'm not a honeydew, but my own manly-do list. And so I took the list in there, and I got a big cart, and she wanted me to buy this outdoor rug or whatever, a little mat or whatever it was, so I went and got that first. And then I went over to the mulch section. I think I got like six bags of mulch that I needed for something. I got some rocks, bags of rocks, and and a few other things, and I went up there, and I checked myself out, and paid the guy, and went to my car, opened up the back, and uh, I was parked way out, and um, so I pulled everything in there, I got the mulch out of there, I got the rocks out, I took what was in my little front of the cart, and as I took the last bag of mulch out, I think, oh no, there's that mat. Shoot, I forgot to pay for that mat, and that dude didn't see it either. And yes, my flesh said, ah, it's just a small mat, throw it in the car. <laughs> you foul devil, I'll tell you what. And I laughed. I thought it was funny because I wanted to do it. I didn't want to go back in there, just 20 bucks, who cares? You know, he messed up. That's his fault. He should have seen it. <laughs> I got away with it. You know, that's what our flesh says. Nope, I laughed. I went, took that baby back in there, and I said, yo, bro, this was on the bottom. I'm sorry, I, f I forgot. I didn't see it. And, uh, he said, hey, okay. I, he didn't even, now, I, what I expected him to go was, wow, you mean you came all the way back in here, and you didn't have to, and, and you paid for that, and you didn't take it? Dude, you're all right. He didn't do any of that. He said, okay, $20.59. Uh, thank you. <laughs> he left. You know what? That's integrity. That's integrity. I didn't have to do that. My flesh didn't want to do that, but... I'm, integral, I'm an integral kind of guy. Now, this is even crazier. Even though these guys didn't know what I did, I'm walking back out to the car, and there were six guys in a truck, and one guy looked over and said, Yo, preacher! And I'm like, oh, He must be talking to me. I went over there, and I looked, and it was a bunch of old roofing guys, and they'd done roofs and stuff for some of my rental properties. They said, Yo, preacher, what's up, bro? And I said, hey, guys, how y'all doing, man? They said, what are you up to? I said, oh, I'm just buying some stuff, and I forgot to pay for a mat. I went back in and paid for it. I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's cool. Hey, you got any roofing? No, I don't have anything right now, but give me your card. So I gave my card, and I went on. Wow, that was interesting. You know, now what if they'd been watching me the whole time, even though they wouldn't have known what I did, but they did, but they did see what I did. They saw, they might have said in their truck, why is he taking that mat back in there? He must not have liked it. You know, who knows what they said? But I just told them what I did and what I didn't do and went back to do because I wanted them to see the preacher has integrity. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you just never know who you're going to hit, what seeds you're sowing, 
when you're not even talking, but when you're doing. Amen? All right. That is the small thing that I did, but it is still integrity. And small things add up. And if that is the type of character that you have, your ending will increase abundantly. Whether it's here on the earth or whether what you get in heaven. And that's what we're striving to get anyway is an abundance in heaven. Where, won't rot, or where, where it won't rust and where there's no moth and it won't go away. That's what the ultimate goal really is. All right. So I said at the beginning that integrity, honesty, and even character doesn't come at birth. It's self-motivated. You have to work to do it because your flesh just will not want to do it all the time. You have to make yourself do it. Set your flesh down. So Psalms, go to Psalms and go to the 15th verse. And we're going to just tell you real quick here how to get integrity to start working in your life if you don't know or if you need some help with it. So Psalms 15, and we're going to start in verse 1. Uh, it said, Lord, who may dwell in your, in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? So asking God the question. Who's going to be able to dwell with you and, and be with you and, and talk with you and sup with you? Who, who, what kind of person is going to be able to do that with you? And in other words, who's going to walk in your peace? Who's going to be your friend? Who's, who, who are you going to shine down on? All those questions I'm sure we're rolling around in the author's head there. And the answer is the one whose walk is blameless. And in the Bible, blameless is another word for guess what? And I only give you one guess. Integrity. Integrity. And here are the characteristics of a person who walks in integrity. So the next things we're talking about is who is going to walk in integrity. This is what integrity really is. If you want to dwell with God, if you want to be with Him, if you want Him to dwell in you, if you want Him to bless you, multiply you, then these are the things He is telling you that integrity is to do. And it is this, the one who does what is righteous. The one who speaks the truth from their heart. Hmm, pretty good. Whose tongue utters no slander. Oh boy, I, a lot of us are gone now. Oh well, we tried. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> Anytime we put down another person for anything. Their looks, lifestyle, politics, culture, differences just because you maybe just don't even like them because you don't like them, you have a lack of integrity. I'm not saying that the, some of the things that they do are wrong and they're unrighteous. It's just, just don't talk about them. Just don't talk about them. We're to love them, yes? We don't have to agree with them. We don't have to agree with their sin. And we don't have to talk about them and slander them. 
The Bible says, and now listen, guys, again, I'm just a messenger. Don't kill the messenger. Like I said, Sunday. <laughs> I was giving, or last Wednesday, I forget what it was. I was giving you good news, not bad news. Messenger dies too. No, it's, this is God talking, not me, okay? I'm smiling. I'm on your side <laughs> because I'm working these things out too, all right? All right, the one who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, <clears throat> who does no wrong to a neighbor. I don't mean the streets you live on either. I don't think that's what he's talking about. Who's your neighbor? Look beside you. If you have somebody beside you, that's your neighbor, right? That's your neighbor. Oh, my gosh, one who does no wrong to a neighbor. But if we were talking about street neighbors, y'all ever watch that show on TV, The Neighbors Against Neighbors? Wow, that is unbelievable. I thank God I have neighbors that are kind. Oh, my gosh. Woo! Yeah. You know, I had a couple spats with my neighbors. I did, but I tried to be as righteous as I could be. I did tell one guy, let's go talk about it out in the street, in the, in the cul-de-sac, actually. I said, let's go talk about this out in the cul-de-sac, because he'd said something to my wife that I didn't like. Uh, let's go talk about it. He said, well, I'm in my pajamas. And I said, well, it don't stop you from going uh, and being in your pajamas every time you go to the mailbox every morning. <laughs> yeah, so, you know. But that is a part of being and having integrity, all right, who does no wrong to a neighbor and casts no slurs on others. Verse 4, who despises a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord. These are the type of people, you guys, who's going to dwell in the secret tent, who's going to live on God's holy mountain, who keeps an oath even when it hurts. I've made promises before that I wish to God I'd never made. I'm sure Joel did too. Joel had to come over and cut down trees that were this big at my house. And a couple of them landed in the river. And they were mighty, mighty trees. I bet you there were days when he said, I'm coming over, I'm going to get them all off your property, Randy. Every single one of them. Okay, Joel, you promised. I'll see you there. I'm sure there were days when he thought, Oh, dear God, what did I do? Why did I say this? <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> no, he says no. He says no. <laughs> but you know what I did get from him in the wintertime? I got a thank you. I got a phone call. I got a, Randy, thank you so much for allowing me to, to, to get your trees because we are warm this winter. That's beautiful. That's integrity. That's awesome. That's beautiful. So even though you make a promise to somebody or an oath, even if it costs you more than when it started, be a man or woman of integrity and fulfill the duties that you promised to do. That's integrity. It's going to hurt sometimes. I did that just recently. And woo, I, I, in the middle of it, I thought, what am I doing here? Why did I say yes to this? And I wanted to just run and not finish it, but I had to do what I was supposed to do because I made a promise and I fulfilled the promise because I try to be as integral as I can be. Hey, can I hear an amen? All right. Also, he who lends money to the poor without interest, being generous, those are the type of people who are going to be with God and dwell with him. 
who does not accept a bribe against the innocent. And the end, whoever does these things will not be shaken. That's powerful. That's powerful. They're going to stand strong and not be shaken. That's how integrity is built in your life. So I broke it down even smaller on how to have more integrity. Integrity equals stability. Integrity equals security. Integrity equals wholeness. Integrity equals keeping your promise, keeping your word. They need to count on you. People need to count on us. Proverbs 25, 14 says, Whoever falsely boasts of giving, and that's anything, time, money, talents, whatever, and they falsely boast, they don't do it. Listen, God says they're like clouds of wind without rain. Holy moly, that means you're blowing smoke. You're just a smoke blower. That's what God calls you. You have no integrity. Man, again, I'm just the messenger, guys. God says you're just a bunch of hot air. Broken promises lead to bitterness in people and even children. Whoopies. Listen, the biggest cause of bitterness in kids is a broken promise from a parent. Ouch. Ouch. Integrity equals paying your debts, your bills, people you owe. Psalms 37, 21 says, the wicked borrow and don't pay back. A person with integrity pays it back. Okay. Integrity equals refusing to gossip or accepting the gossip. Not just gossiping, but accepting it as well. Nope, I don't want to hear it. If it's not good, I don't want to hear it. But you need to hear it. No, I don't need to hear it. Say no. Proverbs eleven thirteen says, A talebearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. And Proverbs 10, 18 says, Whoever spreads slander or gossip is a what? I didn't, say, I didn't write it, guys. God's calling you a fool. He said, you're a fool if you do those things. Wow, I mean, that's serious. Integrity equals tithing. It is a test of integrity. Can he trust you with your finances? And again, we all know this one. Malachi 3, 8 through 10. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, God, where in tithes and offerings? And we hear this every single week, Wednesday and Sunday, and there's still people that don't do it. Those are people without integrity, and God will not trust you with anything. If he can't trust you with this much, he ain't giving you this much. It ain't going to happen. Integrity equals good business ethics. In other words, do your best at work. Proverbs 18.9 says, in the Living Bible, it says, A lazy employee is as destructive as a saboteur. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. One who sabotages things. We are working unto the Lord, guys. That's what Colossians 3.23 says. I get it. Your work is stuffy. It's hard. You may not like it. Your boss stinks, they're crooked, all the above. But you're working into the Lord, the Bible says. 
work unto him. No matter what happens, that's integrity. And remember, people are always watching. Always watching. Integrity equals being authentic as a person. Again, being you. The only one you that's you. Nobody else. All right? You're not bipolar. You're you. In every situation, all the time, everywhere, you're you. And that's it. Being authentic. 2 Corinthians 4.2 in the Message Bible says, We refuse to wear masks and play games. We don't maneuver and manipulate behind the scenes. And we don't twist God's word to suit ourselves. Rather, we keep everything we do and say out in the open. What you see is what you get. Hmm, I didn't hear one amen on that. That's exactly right. Amen. That's it. Integrity equals you care about what God thinks rather than what man thinks. And that's what I was fighting, apparently. I don't want to put that shirt on. I won't put that Jesus shirt on. What are they going to think when I'm going into manures trying to buy something? Or slows or home repo. You know, what are they gonna think? You know? <laughs> and integrity equals dwelling with God dwelling with you. God dwelling with you. Light and darkness have no fellowship with each other. You want God to dwell with you? You want to be on his mountain? You want him to talk to you, receive you, bless you, multiply you, increase you? Guess what? Have some integrity. And the first step to having integrity is by admitting I haven't had any integrity. You know, and that might be some of you tonight. Admit to God that you have been robbing him in the tithe. Admit to God that you have been taking things home from the job, taking the towels from the hotel room. <laughs> I can't tell you how many towels when I was doing trash outs were from hotel rooms. I'm like, well, you got to be kidding. Holiday Inn, Daisy, what's going on with these people? You know? Admit these things. Ask God for repentance. Take them back. Maybe you have to do it quietly so they don't know that you took them. However, you got to do it. Oh, my gosh. Admit that I have talked about people. Admit to God, I love to gossip. It's juicy. And just admit to God, help me with it. Because there's people that like juicy gossip. There's people that like to smoke cigarettes. They like it. They know they're going to die. They know it's killing them every puff, but they say they enjoy it. It tastes good and they like it. Maybe you like to gossip. Ask God to help you because he says it's wrong. And he will help you. And I close with this. If you're a Christian, then you can't say what I hear out in the world. It's my life. I do with it what I want to. Stay out of my business. It's not your life. You do you and I do me. Remember, folks, if you're a Christian, you're not your own. You've been bought with the price. You've been set aside for his work. That means we have to obey what this says. Worldly people, who cares? I get it. Do your thing, whatever. But you ain't of the world. You have been taken out of the world. Thank you. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everything that we do affects everybody else.
So I guess I'm asking you tonight, where is your heart in all this? How do you feel about integrity? Where does it fit in in your identity in Christ? I think we all probably can repent somewhere along the line. When I was writing this thing, I had to repent for some things. Say, God, I'm so sorry. Man, mm, I'm going to do better at this. And that's all he wants, guys. He's looking at our heart. He checks the heart out. That's what matters because he knows we're going to mess up. He knows we're going to fall short. We've all fallen short of God's glory. So everybody stand up. Hallelujah. And I just want you to take, I don't care, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, and just on your own or with your husband or wife if you need to or if you've got a child with you, just if you need to say I'm sorry to them about something, I haven't, you had integrity in this part of my life, if you just need to talk to God right now, we don't need music to do any of this. Just ask him right now. You know where the conviction of the Holy Spirit hits you tonight in the greatest area. He wants to sanctify you. He wants to help you. Just ask him. Be sincere in your heart. He'll forgive you. He will help you. It's never too late to start integrity in your life. That thought just hit me for some strange reason, and maybe that's somebody out there that says, I've done too much. I've gone way too far. Everybody knows I'm a loser. Everybody knows I'm a fool. Everybody knows who I am. It doesn't matter. You can start today to change who you are and who you were. It's never too late until you're dead. So if that was you, that thought that came, if that's you, rebuke the thought because that's the devil and he's a liar. Rebuke it. Ask God to help you and start using integrity in your life right now, this very moment when you walk out that doors. Father, I thank you for this evening. I thank you for these words, God. They were tough words. But you're our Father. And God, there's, there's times when fathers can be rough and tough. There's times when fathers say things that the kids need to hear. And Lord, we're your children. And I, I thank you, Father, that this was the time and the place that we need to, to hear these things. As the world worsens, as everybody is out for themselves and no one else, us four and no more, as everybody breaks into places, steals things, burns things down, could care less about anybody and integrity. God, I thank you, Father, that the body of Christ will rise up and have more integrity than they've ever had everywhere we go, everything we do. No matter what people do to us, no matter how they might steal from us or talk about us, God, we will still be men and women of integrity because we have Jesus as our example, whom they spit on, whom they crucified. And he still stood with integrity up to his last at single breath. He never cussed out one person. He never hit anybody back. He said, forgive them for what they have done. And God, allow us, put that in us, put that in our hearts tonight, Lord God, that some may see 
what a true Christian really can be and how integral we can be for you because we represent you and we're trying to be more like you. Oh God, help us. Help us tonight. Give us strength. Give us courage to do these things, to continue our identity in you. Oh, we give you praise for it tonight and thank you for forgiving those that ask to be forgiven for not having integrity in certain areas of their life. Help us. I thank you for it tonight. God, I thank you for blessing all that is here, all that is in the small groups. I thank you that they've learned something, that they've grown. Seeds were sown, God. Things were taken out, and good things were put in people's hearts and minds and spirits this evening. We thank you for it tonight. We give you praise. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Good night. We'll see you Sunday morning. Amen. It's a celebration. Every time I hear your name.